Uh, the Lord be praised today. It's wonderful to be in his house. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 42. Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. The opening verses paint the picture, a heart, a deer, Panting, panting after the water brooks, as the heart panteth to long for, pant after, cry, bend, incline toward of beasts craving water. What created this longing? And what will this longing create? It's the song of a person, of a people, a contemplation, the panting heart, panting after the water brooks. I trust you can say today that's what's being said here, that picture is how it is with your soul, how it is with my soul, with my soul and in my soul. The panting heart, the panting soul, and the water brooks, the living God. Verses 1 to 4, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour all my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude. Let it be, Lord, that kept holy day. What a state to be in. One's only meat, the food of the day and of the night. Tears. The living Bible is the deer pants for water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I find him to come and stand before him? Day and night I weep for his help. And all the while my enemies taunt me. Where is this God of yours? They scoff. Physical, these enemies, principalities and powers, 
Oh, for the near and dear communion with God. And one could draw from the text that if one remains in unbroken communion with God, there wouldn't be this panting. One would be rather in a state of enjoying. And if there be broken communion, the psalmist reveals to us what should be present. A panting. A thirsting. A longing. The words of Spurgeon... The insatiable desire which burned in the psalmist's heart is a heavenly flame enkindled from above. If I have not my Lord in near and dear communion, it is at least the next best thing to be utterly wretched. Utterly wretched until I find him. If I do not sit at his banquets, yet blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. If my beloved be not in mine embrace, yet so long as I am not contented without him, so long as I sigh and cry and follow hard after him, I may be assured that I am in the possession of his love, and that ere long I shall find him to the joy of my soul. Our text has a warp and a woof of different colors. Differing colors, sin and grace are mingled The wine is mixed with water, yet it is wine. There is some alloy in the silver, yet silver it assuredly is. David sighs as none but a saint can do, and yet if he had not been a sinner too, such sighs had not been necessary. Brother, such good and such evil are in thee. Search and look and pray the great spirit to remove the ill and nourish the good. It would be tragic to be at ease when there is broken communion with the Lord. Broken communion and no panting. Broken communion and no thirsting. Contented without Him. If we are in such a state, we need to wake up. If we are in such a state, God shake us and God kindle a heavenly flame. What are we and what is life without unbroken communion with the Lord? What is it all if we be separate from Him? The text is the heart panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. Is that where we're at today? It's quite the picture. Painted by the psalmist. What creates broken communion? 
Well, I say this not concerning the psalmist, but isn't it true that the desire for other things, a panting, a longing for other things, and soon we find the communion severed? Yes, even a seeking of other things. If that is where we are, if this is what it's come to, I pray that before our time here is over, a panting takes over, a thirst, a deep thirst grips the soul. There is so much in this text, and though we don't have time to take it all in, we will partake of what the Spirit would have us. The psalmist paints the picture of a heart of a deer that is desperate. A heart, a deer that has to get to the water brooks. A deer that has one focus. A deer that has a longing, a thirst for one thing, one place. What is it? What caused this panting? The panting heart? Desperation for drink? Or is it thirst for a place where an enemy, an oppressor, a pursuer can't touch it? Has the heart been running? Or has this heart been on the run? Verses 3 and 4, my tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept holy day. They... Apparently, they were saying to the psalmist, where is thy God? Now, this could speak to many things. If the heart has any sense of what is right and fitting for it, words such as these would fuel a panting and a thirsting. The psalmist is remembering he had gone with the multitude. He went with them to the house of God. With the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude, he kept holy day. This, a type of water brooks. This can surely speak concerning a person that has separated themselves from the presence, the house of the Lord. And all their panting and thirsting after other things hasn't satisfied unless disease has claimed the heart. And here, thank God, they have a memory, a remembering as they pour out their soul within. This can also speak concerning a person that has been driven by an enemy in hot pursuit 
a hart or a deer on the run. And the deer knows that if it can just make it to the water brook, the racing heart within the chest of the heart. Safety at the water brook. Safety in the water brook, this strong place. Whatever this speaks to today, it speaks to this, an absolute thirst for God. This thirst the psalmist speaks of is much greater than we might understand. This thirst is not some small thirst. This is much more than a parched tongue. This desperation, this longing, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so is the condition of my soul, Lord. Hear these words, the panting of a thirsty heart is something terrible to see. It appears to thirst all over. Every pore of its body is thirsting. It is not alone that heated tongue, those snorting nostrils, that glaring eye, but the creature in every part, in every hair, thirsts and pants. And so with the believer, when he is without his God, if his soul be in a right state, he longs with all the force of his being to get back into his former happy condition. There is no staying him. There is no making him pause. Surely the psalmist chose thirst for a reason, because it is a longing not to be appeased. Men have gone for days without food, but they could not during the same length of time abstain from drink. In a long and weary march, soldiers have been able to endure much absence of solids, but we find in cases like the marches of Alexander that soldiers have died by hundreds from want of drink. It has been said, hunger you can palliate for a while, but thirst is awful. You cannot reason with it. Thirst has no ears. You cannot forget it. The more thirsty the man becomes, the more does the want thrust itself before him. Oh my God, painful as is such a spiritual thirst, yet would I desire to be always in this state when I am not in immediate fellowship with thee. I would be so thirsty as never to find a moment's peace, nor ease, nor comfort, except when I am near to thee. Tears have been my meat, says David, day and night, as though he could get nothing from himself by way of comfort. For his soul flowed over at his eyes in briny tears, which made him thirstier still. Still his cry went up at morn at midnight, My God, my God, I must behold thee, I must approach thee, I must enjoy thy love. Shut me not up in this dungeon, 
Cast me not from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Bring me to thyself again. For I long, I groan, I faint, I die for thee. Oh, come to me and manifest thy favor. Such is the strong desire of the text. Such let ours be. You know, this is how it should be. This should be our condition if we are not always in immediate fellowship with our Lord. If there be this broken communion, there should be a panting, there should be a thirsting, a desperation. What is life without unbroken communion with the Lord? What is it all? What is your all? Without communion with the Lord, thirst all over. This should be our condition if we are not always in immediate fellowship. our Lord, with our Savior, the Spirit of God. If it's not our condition, there's something wrong. The heart has one focus. All its attention and energy centered on one thing, not a panting for the grass of the field or for the cool of the evening. The imagery is so strong. It speaks of a visible desperation, thirst all over, thirst on the inside, thirst on the outside, a visible desperation, an inner and outward thirst, and to borrow words, its smoking flanks, uplifted head, its palpitating heart, its rolling eye, its thrust out tongue. I don't know about you, for you must stand alone. In this case, but I'm asking the Lord to never let me get to the place where I don't feel this. That if ever I'm not in immediate fellowship with Him, I become as this stag, tormented with thirst. That I become as a psalmist, tormented with thirst. How many are contented to live in unbroken communion? Contented to live in that state? in that place with no thirst or small thirst. But the psalmist paints the picture of what it should be like. Lord, let all of us, if ever not in immediate fellowship with you, suffer thirst. 
Let's continue on in the psalm. Verses 5 to 7, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of the Jordan, from the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Verses 8 to 10, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies approach me, reproach me. While they say daily unto me, where is thy God? I ask in this room today, do you feel forgotten? Are you mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Do you hear it daily? Where is thy God? This sword in the bones. Are any of these the cause for panting? What's the answer? What is our answer? For we know that these can drive us downcast. I say to us all here today, church, there is only one answer. Verse 11, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hope in God. Hope in God. That is, Terry, wait, trust in Him. Forgotten. Mourning because of oppression, daily taunting. Are you there? These can wreak havoc on the health of our countenance. What is it that has your soul cast down? Why is it disquieted? Reading from the NLT, Oh God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? What are we to do? What are we going to do? Label ourselves forgotten? Accept what we think is our reality? Live with this outlook and confession, are we just going to wander around in grief? Wallow in grief? Are we going to allow the enemies to oppress us? 
I wonder, can you hear the words of 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9? We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Listen, all that the psalmist was facing, all that the psalmist was going through as the heart Panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. There may be times we feel forgotten, but we are not. Isaiah 44, 21, you will not be forgotten by me. Isaiah 49, 15, I will not forget you. Listen, don't believe it. We are not forgotten. Psalm 42, 11, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? The enemy wants to keep us right there. Cast down, soul cast down, disquieted within, to keep us right there. Psalm 42, 11, why art? Thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? And then look at these words. Hope thou in God. Speak to yourself. Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. I don't know the state of each person today, but the Lord does. I don't know what you're facing, what you're going through, but the Lord does. You are not forgotten. I will not forget you, says the Lord. Hope in God. Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. The New Century Version, why am I so sad? Why am I so upset? I should put my hope in God and keep praising Him, my Savior and my God. Are you today in a place of broken communion with the Lord? And if so, is there a panting, is there a thirsting, a longing, desperation? One focus, one goal in mind, the energy set on one thing. Is there broken communion with the Lord? Are you content? 
the panting heart. Be as the panting heart. Perhaps you need to press in. Dig deep. Cry out. Let a thirst take over. Do not fall into that place where you are content to live in broken communion with the Lord. Don't accept it as your reality. Are you under an attack of unbelief? Are you facing discouragement for no apparent reason? Maybe that's where you're at. Why am I cast out? Why is my soul disquieted within me? Why am I discouraged? No apparent reason. Listen to these words. Many believers today are depressed because the Holy Spirit has wanted to bring them into victory, but they resisted. They have chosen the way of the flesh, and that always leads to pain and discouragement. However, I am addressing repentant believers here, those who seek God with all their hearts. These faithful servants are gripped by a different kind of discouragement, the kind that comes upon them suddenly out of nowhere for no apparent reason. When the attack comes, do not think it is unusual. God allows this kind of fiery testing with all his saints. Peter writes, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. 1 Peter 4.12 If this is true of you, you can be absolutely sure you are under attack. Satan has sent a cloud of discouragement to overwhelm you. It has been the enemy's weapon of choice for centuries against God-elect. But he, our Lord, always has the victory. Let's have the worship team return today. What we must do is put our hope in God and keep praising him, our Savior and our God. You know, I've found it to be true that even when I'm with the Lord, in unbroken communion, there is still a panting. Not as a stag tormented for thirst, no. As a beloved heart, deeply in love. Is that where you're at today? Deep calls unto deep. Deep calleth unto deep. I'm not content to live without that panting, that thirst for God. To be with Him, to be in communion with Him, to be close.
Is there anyone in this room today that does not know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? Sinner, do you know your state outside of Christ? If you did, you'd be as the panting heart. Thirst all over. Every pore of your body thirsting. But the choice is yours. Are you content to live in broken communion with the Lord for all of your time on this side of eternity? Because if you are, you will live for eternity. Broken communion. If you knew your state, if you knew your end, you'd be thirsty all over. But the God of this world is blinded eyes. Do you know your eternal place should you in this life never come to the living water? As the heart panteth after the water brook. Come to me all who are thirsty. Stand in the house of the Lord today. Not contented without Him. Come all who are thirsty. Lord, let a panting take over. Let a thirst take over. That your people, those that are called by your name, Lord, your people, would never be content to live in broken communion. Never let us get to that place. And Lord, if we're there today, wake us, rouse us, help us. Give us strength, O oh God. Let a thirst begin to take over even now in this house, visible thirst a longing, a craving, a desperation, a cry. Let our souls come back. Communion with you.